Hello and good morning, evening or afternoon, depending on when you are tuning into this latest episode of ED's Susty Talk, our ongoing series of interviews with sustainability leaders to help us all feel a little bit more connected. First launched in lockdown number one here in the UK in 2020 and continuing well into 2022, but as an audio only format. What a sentence. Um, and I'm delighted to have on the line with me um, PZ Customs Chief Sustainability Officer Joanna Glusman, who has taken time out of her day to be interviewed today. So, Joanna, thank you very much for dialing in. How are you doing and where, where are we speaking to you from? Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I'm in Richmond, Surrey today from my home office and I'm delighted to be speaking to you today. No, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you for coming on. Um, I think that we've spoken bef before. I think we've definitely spoken before. I, I, I remember you, but, you know, <laughs> we can't really pinpoint where we've spoken before, but I've been to any events before. It might be uh, where we met. It might be that. It's a shame that this one's only audio because Joanna has some great glasses um, <laughs> on today that we can't can't come across. But um, the point is that we're familiar with each other, but um, people listening might not be. Um, so it'd be great to get an introduction to yourself and to, to your role at PZ Cousins, please, Joanna, to start us off. So I'm the Chief Sustainability Officer for PZ Cousins globally. Um, I cover all sustainability and ESG practices across all our marketing functions. And that includes our markets in the UK, beauty, Indonesia, um, Australia, New Zealand and Africa. And how long have you been been doing that? Um, so with Peace of Cousins, I've been just coming to a year now. But before that, I've been in sustainability for almost 20 years. Um, I started with the BT Group. Um, I joined the BT Group in 1999 and uh, went through many roles um, that led me eventually in around 20. Sorry, it was 2006. Um, to lead on analyst relations and started looking at sustainability more closely. And then I was asked by the company um, to build the ESG, um, SRI, Socially Responsible Investor Programme. And I got the bug from from there. You know, I, I did not approach sustainability. I didn't come to sustainability as an eco-warrior. Um, I was very much in business. I was in um business development, public relations, investor relations, really understanding the, you know, um, financial implications of sustainability. And what really interested me was um, how investors the value or perceived value in sustainability. And, and that's where my journey started. I stayed with BT until 2018. Um, and then I decided to move to a different sector to get a broader experience, worked with Avon uh, Global um, for two and a half years, managed their sustainability in the 50 markets. Um, and then PZ Cousins came calling and here I am. Great, thank you. I was going to ask what motivated you to work in yeah, beauty and personal care, but you mentioned that you actually started your career there and I'm presuming it's a bit different um, now, sustainability and beauty and personal care than it was back then. Yeah, so when I started with BT, obviously um, it is communications. Um, I started as a sustainability um, 
expert. Um, at the time, sustainability was not very sexy, if you like. It was very much a niche um, area um, that was seen as an add-on to the company strategy, very much sitting in the back office with those people who were doing good. It was not seen as a part and parcel of a strategy um, or a decision-making factor. Um, with the years and as the sustainability practice had developed and at BT, for example, we we're looking at attracting more uh, responsible investors to our portfolio, um, it became more of a strategic factor. Um, and you're seeing today that most companies actually are integrating sustainability in the mainstream um, analyst um, reports and meetings and in the stated strategy. So definitely it had progressed tremendously since when I started almost 20 years ago. It's um, I always say I'm really lucky that, you know, started from a place where it was not very popular to where now everybody's talking about this and it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's definitely something we're seeing in a lot of sectors. Um, and I did want to spend some time talking about, yeah, PZ Cusson's strategy and approach to um, sustainability. So you mentioned that you've been there um, around around a year or so. So what have been your priorities at the moment? What are the most material environmental issues for, for the business to be focusing on at the moment? So the first thing I did um, is run a materiality review. PZ Cousins never had one. And um, in my previous roles, you know, I always made sure it's the first thing I do because often we feel we know what our stakeholders need and want from us, but we don't really know. We guess and we sometimes tend to be very um, self-focusing on on, uh, on our own opinions. So I ran a materiality review. We found that we have a few areas of interest. On the basis of that, I developed a strategy um, with the three pillars aligned to ESG for everyone, for life, for good is our purpose. And I aligned the sustainability strategy to those three pillars. They will be published in the annual report actually coming out in um, September, October. So everybody will be able to see those um, th those pillars. But what we're going to focus on um, primarily are under for everyone is the programs to support our communities and our employees, diversity and inclusion, well-being, human rights in the supply chain. Um, under for life, we're going to work towards net zero emissions and set some clear targets around the three scopes, including scope three, where we need to calculate and verify now um, globally. Um, targets around plastic and packaging. So uh, targets around recyclability, but also reduction in overall plastics, something I'm very passionate about, or the removal of plastic altogether if possible. Um, sustainable paper. We are still focusing on um, sustainable palm oil. Under for good, um, we're looking at again broadening a human rights policy, um, animal welfare statements, and other policies we need to put in place. And we have 
um, committed to becoming a B Corp by 2026. So that's a really ambitious um, statement for PZ Cousins. We're going to certify as a group, certifying our business units one by one after 2026. Great. So just a short to-do list for you then, Joanna. <laughs> yes, just a very uh, short one. Yes. Great. Well, I look forward to seeing the report. I did look at last year's year's report to set myself up for this interview. And yes, yeah, some of the previous targets have been yeah, definitely well exceeded. So there was um, a target to, for the financial year 2021, reduce um, emissions on an intensity basis by 3%. Instead, there was a 9% reduction. Um, yeah, again, much bigger exceedings of targets for water use and waste to to landfill. So I guess it would be good um, to to hear about some success stories here because I'm sure there are businesses that are looking at increasing ambitions and actions here and trying to do that in a way that as well cuts down on costs as well. Yes, um, I, I would caveat that our reductions are only in scopes one and two, and the big challenge is going to be scope three for most businesses, especially in our industry. Um, scope three accounts to about 98, 99% of our emissions. So just to put this in perspective, um, this is what everybody is going to struggle with. However, um, there's always something you can do if you really look deeper into the processes and the way we were able to achieve those targets was really through very capable people working in continuous improvement um, teams. Um, looking at our water usage, electricity, energy, looking at processes that were very energy intensive and how we can reduce those. What we're going to do now is really look at this more holistically and more long term. Um, you've seen that our targets were very much year on year. It was 3% per year. And the danger with that is that you can be very short termist with that and abandon targets if um, the business environment is just um, not very um, good at the time. You know, if you, you don't have, have enough money as a business, you just say, you know what, we're not going to reduce our water or our waste. So it was very important for me to set long term targets to keep the business very focused. And that's why we're going towards um, net zero target, scope three, calculation verification, looking at reductions aligned with science-based targets up to 2045. Um, Long-term water reduction, um, we're going to have a target up to 2030, uh, zero waste to landfill rather than just cutting our waste year on year. So what you're going to see in our new strategy is very much long-term, holistic, um, approach to the very good work that's been doing so that we've been doing so far, uh, just building on this and and making it a little bit more stretching and holistic. Great, I imagine B Corp helps with that as well, in that you have to recertify. Exactly, and and mm -hmm. I think that's exactly the reason why you would set long term targets. And a lot of people confuse B Corp and sustainability strategies, and they believe that going for B Corp is your sustainability strategy. And the way I explain it is you need a sustainability strategy to understand what is material and proportionate for your business. You need to understand your business. This supports your B Corp journey and the B Corp framework informs your strategy, but they're not one and the same. There are things that will 
be included in your sustainability strategy that are not part of the B Corp framework. But the B Corp framework helps you focus on the right things, on the important things. And as you say, setting long term goals, make sure you can recertify every three years. Whereas, as we said before, the year on year targets risk you abandoning targets and then not being able to recertify in three years time. That makes sense. Thank you. And we've covered so much ground in yeah just a short amount of time, Joanna, but I did want to come back to another topic that you've already um, mentioned that you said was yeah material important to the company, um, and that is palm oil sourcing. And this is something we're seeing a lot around at the moment, especially we're seeing that um, some supply chains that alternative oils have been disrupted um, because of, of the war in, in Ukraine. Um, some supermarkets yeah, saying, you know, we we have to use palm oil because sunflower oil is just so hard to, to come by. Um, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on how you go about good palm oil sourcing in 2022 and yeah, why you would go for palm oil and look towards sustainable certification. Well, to start with, I'd say palm oil is not a bad oil. So people always think bad, uh, you know, palm oil equals bad. It's it's not. Palm oil is actually um, one of the more sustainable crops yielding um, oil. So I think if you use, if you source it um, responsibly, it is actually a very good um, raw material. The importance with palm oil is to make sure it's not implicated in deforestation or exploitation. So um, a lot of people work in palm oil. If if you are if you were to ditch palm oil altogether, you know, millions of people are going to lose their livelihood. That's not what we want to do. We want to make sure people still have their jobs, but they're treated fairly. That um, communities growing palm oil are treated um, fairly, and there's no uh, deforestation. We have had a commitment for many many years uh, since before I I joined PZ Cousins. I think we started 2015, so about seven years ago. Um, and the commitment we made is to use only NDP compliant palm oil, which is no deforestation, peat or exploitation. And to do that, we work with third parties who um, verify our palm oil supply. We work with um, satellite operators to find out where our palm oil comes from and if there's any risk that our palm oil is implicated in deforestation or human rights um, breaches, we are alerted by our third party partners and we engage with our suppliers. Um, first of all, we're trying to reach a resolution and for them to um, solve the issue. And if not, there had been cases where we actually ditched a supplier. So um, it's very much an engagement, an ongoing engagement process. It's um, but I think it's necessary uh, to do. I, I think just saying palm oil is bad is is very lazy. I think we just need to, you know, do it the right way. Thank you, Joanna. I, I mean, we could do a whole other 20 minutes just on Absolutely. palm oil. <laughs> yes. um, but I know we're coming to the end of our call today. So thank you very much for your time and for your insight, Joanna. Thank you very much.